I was able to spend time with founder of the Woodridge Planters, Peter Gilbert, in their delightful nursery, talking about the work that they have put in to restore their environment, crowdfunding to replant 400 metres of the Belmont stream, and the vision for the beautiful yet unknown Seton Nossiter Park. But what was really quite incredible is that through the simple act of planting trees, the massive effect that this is having not only on the environment, but on the entire Newlands community. Is this the Woodridge Nursery? What do you call this place? It's a community, it's a J Street community nursery and it has a lot of, uh, and the interesting thing about Newlands is all the groups come together. So the Marae, Nahoewha, or Pararangi, that has had a big interest in the Marae, so it's put a lot of money and time into the Marae. And that's why we grow things for the Spec- marais, right. for the rongoa, which right. is the medicinal program. So yep. things like kawa kawa, kumaraho. Um, and we also grow for the for the uh, raranga, which is the flax weaving. Right. So we're growing flax or harakeke. Fla- fla- harakeke for, yeah. the, for the, the ladies to... Yeah, yeah wow. that's right. And to make all sorts of things. And they've, mm. they've got really good tutors and they're really doing some neat work and they're taking that out to the community as well. And there's also a marakai program. So that's uh, that's uh, traditional Māori food. It's not right. just hangi. It's using the local native trees uh, for their herbs and spices. Wow. So you can steam up your, your fish or meat or vegetables uh, using the native vegetables, uh, which uh, and, and the steam extracts the, the herbs it's and so herb on through. and makes a very tender and tasty mm. dish. So we grow a lot of those, so we replace what we take from the bush. Right, right, right. So it's right. got to be sustainable. So we are taking things like manuka, rangiora, uh, and so on out of the bush, but if we take it out of the bush, we're going to put we're in replacement plants and more right, to boot. Right, right. So it's the rongoa, which is the medicine. It's the, uh, the raranga, which is the weaving, and it's the marakai, which is the traditional Maori cuisine that we're supporting. And so that's why the marae, Nahuafao Paparangi, Rarangi, is involved in this, in this endeavour as well. That's fantastic. What about the other community groups that are involved with the Yes, there's the a lot nursery. of community groups. So this, one of the key ones is Woodridge Planters, which has been around since 2006. That's why we're inv- that's why we're interviewing you today, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> well, we're, we're, yeah, Woodridge has been one of the nucleus groups for for those other groups to get involved in planting. Right. So Woodridge Planters has been responsible for 20,000 trees being planted locally in the in the past nine years. Sorry, just so that we can re- re-establish that 20, point. 20,000 trees, which is a lot of trees, particularly as you're planting in pretty hard territory up yeah. here in Newlands. Occasionally we strike some nice fertile yeah. fields. <laughs> Usually we strike hard clay. Yeah, right. So, And sometimes we strike rock. So oh. I remember picking up a pick and spending 15 or 20 minutes or maybe half an hour making a hole in the rock alongside the little creek behind my home. <laughs> and now those harakiki or flexes are, are you know, two metres tall. Wow, they're established. The roots are in that channel, that water channel, which is now a proper stream with yep. proper life in. And they've established even though it was bare rock. Wow. Yeah. So do you? So through the planting, that stream has been able to re-establish itself. It has. It wow, was, that's it was basically amazing. a channel before. Right. And um, it's got a flourishing colony of kura, of the, the, right. the, the native crayfish, which is wonderful. It doesn't have any fish because we're quite elevated here. Yeah. It's quite yeah. a few waterfalls, and although some New Zealand native fish can climb those waterfalls, legend. Yeah, <laughs> they can climb ten meters or so with wow. using their flip, uh, their, yeah. their fins, but. Uh, 
but we haven't we've got kura in there no eels so the kura have a have free reign so that's that, great in that area we've got kura good but further down in the belmont stream so that's another that's where we're going to be working in the next year or two right that flows through seton nosita park yes it's a tributary to the Purirua stream yes and it's a beautiful a beautiful park which is barely known about so people take their dogs there but they don't go there themselves very no. often well that was the experience yeah. I had when we came last time yeah. I'd never heard of it no. I'd never been in there let alone you know and it was a lovely experience so the thing to do is to go to Mark Avenue which is between Paparangi and Granada Village yep go into the car park there and walk down the path to a beautiful valley with a beautiful stream so how many people are involved with the Woodridge planters it's a tricky question. It was co-founded by myself and, and, and Phil Donaldson, right. and we had a core group of about 10 or 12 Woodridge residents that got us through that early, early period. Right. Now we have the local church, corporate groups, scouts, schools, the old people in the local homes who are propagating plants for us, uh, the marae, the general community, the community service workers. We have them all coming in and helping us. Wow. So it's really a question of, you know, the, within the scouts there's guides and brownies and rovers and what have you. And they all come in and help. So I think over the course of our history we've probably mm. had 1,500 separate individuals involved from multiple organisations. At any stage, at any time, there might be 10 or 15 right. or 20 people involved with an organisation. But here at the nursery we get corporate groups coming in. Right. Um, we go out into the field, we plant four or five hundred trees at a time. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and all these groups involved. So, as I say, it numbers in thousands now, yeah. the people that have contributed, and that's the main thing. Yeah. And that reach is so wide. What do you think is the common thing that people want to be involved with, with the tree planting here? Yeah, I mean, although people talk about environmentalists, at least in the public domain, sometimes a bit disparagingly. The fact is that every every person that I've ever met is really keen on the environment, mm. and they love contributing. Mm. So they all want. Point. Yeah, <laughs> we had a 92-year-old at the home, right? And they put a video camera in, in front of him, and they said, "Why are you doing this?" And he was propagating plants, potting them up. He said, "We're doing this for the future, for our children, for our grandchildren, for our great-grandchildren." That man is no longer with us, but. It, that's why people are doing it they're doing it for others they're doing it for the future and they love doing it they enjoy doing it because they wouldn't do it otherwise but they're doing it because they believe in a better environment regardless of their politics or anything else mm. they believe in what they're doing yeah. it's such a great story tell me about the community service workers so we're here in the um, the beautiful nursery today how did you start that relationship yeah, well, the Mar I, I worked very closely with Bill Rowery at the Marae, who right. was chair of the Marae for many years, and basically is the man that saved the Marae. Right. You know, there's been huge help from all the members, but he was the one that led it. He talked to Michelle Rowe, who's a community leader here in Newlands. Yes. And Michelle was working with community service workers, and she's based at St. Michael's Church. So we'd go down and we thought the Mariah could play a role in that. So Bill and I went down and we, we, we helped, we found work for some of the community service workers. Now these are people that maybe have done something rather minor and mm. just paying off their debt to society. They're no different from anybody else. They come in, they do the work, they actually take ownership of the work. So if we look around us at the moment, we see at the, at the back end of the shade house here, we see a housing for our equipment. We've, in there we've got a water tank, we've got solar power, 
That, I saw the solar yeah. power, that's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Well, all of that building was done by the community service workers who were basically told, look, this is what we want, what can you do about it? So right. they just sort of designed it and, 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 and took ownership of it and built it. The shade house itself, which is 140 square metres, was originally the Mormon Helping Hands coming in and putting in all the posts, and then right. some office workers from Mainzeal came in and knocked off the rest of it. Wow. But there's fittings in there, there's benches and workstations and yep. areas for the potty mix, again all done by community service workers. And uh, so they, they, they're terrific, they, they really enjoy what they're doing, they learn, they feel they're actually doing something very useful and paying their debt to society, mm. and uh, there's no stopping them. Mm. In fact, you know, they, they look after me, they probably regard me as a slightly older bloke that shouldn't be doing you know, <laughs> the weed eating or the whole boring for the plants, so they, they really pick it up and they're fantastic. I understand that all of this work will be volunteer work yeah. and you seem to have been putting in a lot of time, I'm sure your family kind of give you the raised eyebrows sometimes, but um, how many hours do you think on average you do end up? putting into the, the Woodridge or the nursery? I, I do about six or seven hundred uh, hours a year, uh, so it's about 15 hours a week, something like something something of that ilk. And um, But I'm in a position where family has moved on, mm -hmm. so, so I do have more time. And in fact, if you look at a lot of environmental groups, you do find older people involved. Mm. So they're people with a bit more time, still got plenty of energy. Yep, so, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it's a lot of time, but everyone else is busy too. So I mean, people are raising families; that takes a lot of time. Mm. But when you get a bit older, you got a wee bit more time for that side of things. So mm. that's how it's done. And I have huge support from people. Mm. Mm. But you're not only planting here at Woodridge and down at the um, Set in Nossita Park for mm. the Belmont Stream, but mm. you're also going wider. Mm. How you know? <laughs> Out of your own region, yeah, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some, sometimes it's a bit more like a business <laughs> than it should be. Uh, I, I, people do call upon me cause, because we've got the nursery and, and mm. people hear about you and they say, well, can you get a few plants for this, that or next? And right. we're, happy, we're happy to do that. And uh, so we plant in schools quite... We're going to Porirua a lot. And one right, of the things yes, that's really interesting that. is the relationship now that seems to be developing, particularly between the corporate sector in Wellington and the schools in Porirua. It's really healthy. You've got wow. the Treasury, for example, got a really neat program with one of the schools out there. Mm. You've got a firm of lawyers called DAC Beechcroft, again working with Porirua College to um, bring those kids up to speed on, on a number of things, including gardening. And the kids are fantastic. They were here at this nursery a couple of weeks ago. Were they? With the lawyers and with us. <laughs> and they were just, well, it was fantastic for us. They were a joy to be with. So. Um, and they learned some stuff. They learned they learned about sowing vegetable seeds. Right. Yes. They learned about sowing native seeds, mm. pricking out the little seedlings from the trays yes. and putting them into little tiny little pots. Yeah. And then taking those and putting them into bigger pots, and finally also planting trees themselves. So they did all of those activities within four hours. They had a really good time, and they will take that on, and they're going to create some vegetable gardens at Porterville College. Fantastic. It is. It's it's great actually. So I think a lot of people are enjoying this contact with nature, which they get. And that when they're in the garden here, they see the, the waka waka, the the fantails, the blackbirds, the tui. Mm. Um, there's a lot of monarch butterflies in summer. Um, it's just a great place to be. Yes. As you can see, it's almost paradise with the birds singing in the background here. It's sheltered. It's beautiful. And it's just so nice to be here. 
couldn't wait to get up here myself today, yeah. Peter. So just with the businesses, now you're also part of the um, Million Metre Stream project, mm, mm. and that's through the Sustainable Business Network, and you're aiming to crowdfund the planting of 400 metres of stream down there. That's right, and uh, yeah, well the crowdfunding's going really well, we're still a bit short, so we do need support, <laughs> but... Um, I mean, the, the funding is to pay for 3,000 plus trees to right. go in and line the stream. Well, why would we want to line the stream? Well, a number of reasons. First of all, there's some really good fish life in that stream. Mm. Native trout, for example, um, uh, eels, yes. uh, caddisflies, and all sorts of insects. So it's an it's a, it's a area of life. And if it's flourishing the stream, not only does the fish life uh, go well, but also the birds that surround it yes. go well because they can eat the insects and so on. So you're looking to protect the life in the stream and you need to shade the stream. Right. On top of that, the stream goes into the Porirua Harbour, the Onapoto uh, yes. arm of the... And, and one of the problems we have, that's a beautiful place, mm. as anyone that's been to Pawa to Hanui can see just how beautiful that place can be, and yet it's silting up. Yes. So we need to stop the sediment going through, down the streams into the harbour. And the way to do that is to do riparian planting around the edges of streams so the sediment doesn't go into the stream in the first place. Great. It looks great. Uh, it's fun to do. It it's obviously creates um, oxygen and, and, and stores carbon and all those other advantages. Mm. But the main thing is to protect that stream, to protect the life in it, and to protect the Porirua Harbour. So we've done a lot of planting in the past, but you know resources with voluntary organisations right. are a problem. I mean, a lot of people are dipping quite severely into their own pockets, so the crowdfunding would be an enormous benefit to play, pay for those plants so we can make a substantial dent, dent on, yes. that, on that beautiful stream. And one of the things we have to realise is it's a dog park as well. So there's lots of dogs mm. down there, and they like to get into the stream. So we're not going to plant the whole stream. We're going right. to leave some of the pools free so the dogs can, can jump in and enjoy themselves as they should do. Great. But most of it we will be planting. Yeah. How exciting. So in Wellington there aren't too many low-lying streams around, is that, that correct? Very few, mm. very few streams. A lot of them have been piped. Right, yes. So there's a lot of the council and, 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 and the city is trying to expose those streams a little bit. So um, Waitangi Park is a good example of, of, yes. of making visible what was there before. Yes. Uh, but this Belmont stream is one of the few. There's yeah. a Kaifara Fara as well, yes. where people have done a lot of work. And in recent times, people have realised the importance of this Belmont stream yes. and have put some resources into it. But it's badly needed because mm. it has been neglected for quite some time. Mm. But it's coming good now. Yes. How have the schools been interacting with the, the planting? Yeah, it's variable. Some, you really need a champion in the school to push things along a little bit. Um, they... they, they, they do it in a number of ways. We, Newlands College is right on the boundary here, actually. Right. Their learning support unit is terrific. Yeah. Those kids uh, have a little vegetable plot here in the, in the nursery and oh, garden. Right. <laughs> and when they come out planting, they, they, they're good. They do the job well. They support each other well. Right. And some of them struggle a little bit with physical tasks. They support each other enormously well. They have a great sense of humour. And they're an absolute delight to be involved with. So they're my favourites. So I'm the best favourites. But but all school kids are, you know, you get 140 kids. They all go in 140 different directions. It's a little bit chaotic, but surprisingly, they get the job done. Yeah. And they love doing it. That's great. Yeah. Just love hearing stories like that. And it seems like 
we've come so far away from learning, and it's what we should be learning, relearning, isn't it? It's certainly an element of the learning, no doubt about it. And and you hear the screams, oh, it's a worm, oh, it's this. People are losing the contact. <laughs> and then the boy picks up the worm and puts it down the girl's Good neck trousers. or whatever. <laughs> but, but, but bringing people back to actually seeing worms and touching worms, I think is important. I think, you know, and people need to do that. So it's healthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With all the time that you have been putting into this park and, or, and into the nursery and into the planting, what is it that is really important about it for you? I think one of the things we haven't talked about is the environment is important and we've talked a lot about the environment. Mm. But the thing, and I started off because of the environment. I want to get rid of right. the black green gorse and put in some native trees. But what I've realised, it's actually it's a good vehicle for getting society to come together. So the important thing is it's the social side has taken over and it, it's another form of networking between people. And there's plenty of those in society. Mm. You know, there's, there's all sorts of good organisations which bring people together. Yes. We need to do that uh, because our society does become a bit fragmented at times when everyone's working so hard, they lose that contact with others. So it's another vehicle for bringing people together. It's not the only one, but it's a good one. And at the same time, people are doing useful work for the community so, uh, for, for the environment so that's one of the important things for me now is just how socially useful right. this is yeah and it's not just our group i mean there's plenty of groups like ours it's just the activity is really good and i think i think we have been fortunate in newlands that a lot of the different groups have come together and worked yes. together really well uh, and i think it's been good for our suburb actually and the other thing that does it actually means the council becomes more involved because you can see the community taking up issues Pulling and they will, they will become more responsive. So they put a lot of effort into Seton Oster Park as well. Mm, mm. So it wasn't so long ago that you were greeted by banks of blackberry as you walked into that park. Well, they're gone. And down the other end, a whole lot of invasive weeds. They're gone. Great. So the council must have put in, I don't know, seven or 8,000 plants. And we've right. put in several thousand down there. And we're going to put in more as a result of this very good um, sustainable business network scheme. So, Great. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a really good asset down there. A place where people can go free of charge, go and enjoy themselves. And what, you've got a pretty healthy vision for the Woodridge planters. Can you just tell the people what Wellington might, when, when are you there and what might this look like for yeah, Wellington? Yeah, well, I talk, yeah, I mean, one of, one of our nice projects is a northern rata plantation. So, actually, Project Crimson has oh, helped oh, us. Oh, great. Yeah. Excellent. So, so they've given yeah. us... I think My favourite tree, listeners. Oh, uh, That's, you can't see me glowing from ear to ear, but I am. <laughs> so Wellington used to be full of northern rata, and right. they all, so yep. well, it's all disappeared. Not quite all, but... Uh, There's one or two in Otari. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, so we're... So the hills were alive with the, with the red bloom, we see a lot of Pahutakawa now, which has come from the north, mm -hmm. but but we want to we want to get northern rata in. So, but you are talking long term. People are planting totara trees, matai, mm. uh, mero, uh, rimu, and these will take many decades to come to fruition. So the the idea is that we have urban forests in the next 50 years. So some of us won't live to see it, but we'll see the start of it, and it will be idyllic and and this big northern rata plant where we've put in several hundred northern rata should be a beautiful place to be for our grandchildren and peter what are the best moments for you 
Well, I think, I think well, I've already said that the, the kids, when they really enjoy themselves and do things well uh, and get a buzz out of what they're doing, in terms of the community service workers, it's great when they actually have a structure to build right. and it all lines up, it's straight, it's plumb, it's level, it's everything else, and they can walk away and they've learned something. Mm. And often they're younger people that are still trying to get into work or, or trying to get into better work. So people are learning things. I think that's, that's a really good thing. Uh, the other thing that really, really like is the contribution of the old people. The people in the palliative care homes right. uh, who really haven't got a lot personally at stake now because they're, they're often on the, you know, in, the, in the twilight of their careers. Yes. But they are doing things for the future and they're always very positive. It's a human spirit to be positive. Yes. And they are, and you know, whatever's around the corner, they're going to get these plants done and they're going to be in the ground, put in by others, and they're going to contribute to the future, regardless of the immediate consequences in their own lives. So I think those, those are special things, really. Oh, there's one lady who we, uh, often the older people, particularly when we get into the vegetable garden side right. of things, talk about the times they spent with their parents. Now, these are people that right. are 70, 80 year old. Yeah. And suddenly, they've got that connection back to yep. the parents, which is a very, very nice connection indeed to be thinking about when the parents are long and truly well gone.